Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. We are here after a huge win against the Mets. You take the wild card series. I'm not at the game at tonight, but I was there the last couple of days. Um, honestly, I feel like I should have been there tonight. Tonight would have been the craziest one to go to. Um, but it was it was really something to see today. We got to see the bats come out, and early on they don't they didn't score till what was it, second or third inning. Um, but they were hitting Bassett pretty good, and you could feel like okay, there's a lot of hard contact. They're lining balls, um, and they absolutely decimated the Mets today. So this was this was a huge huge win. Um, I am super pumped. We're gonna talk a little bit about the whole Musgrove thing. Um, but right now we'll focus more on this win, and then we'll probably we'll probably talk a little bit about the Dodgers as well. But Isaac. How you feeling about this dub? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel fantastic. There's no really, there's no other way to put it. This is the most amazing. I mean, you go into New York against a hundred plus win team who already is overlooking you. Already had LA on their calendar. Not even kind of thinking, oh, we might actually lose to the Padres. The Padres actually have a good team. Every single analyst in in um, ESPN, whatever it is, whatever you wherever all these analysts were, John Heyman, A-Rod, all of them, all the New York sports media shows, all of them said that this team, which honestly sucks, was going to kick the Padres' ass. They come in a game three at home in an elimination game and put up one hit. This, uh, this offense that we had repeatedly said the Padres match up really well against because they're basically the same offenses. They had one hit. <laughs> we put up seven runs in two games. We fucked them up. So I don't know. You, you guys tell me what you guys thought of this series, but it was very clear who the better team was. I mean, you went in there and you put put up seven on Max Scherzer. You almost took it just off Max Scherzer. You put up six or seven just on him, and you made it look you made it look easy. You made it look like you were one of the best teams in all of baseball. You went in there and you said, hey, I don't care if one of the greatest pitchers of all time is pitching. That doesn't matter. We got one of the greatest pitchers, too. And we're going to go in there. We're going to shove. Second game, yeah, you maybe come out and Blake Snell doesn't have his best outing. But you were actually able to show that you could you could still hang. It didn't really matter. Like Even though Blake Snell didn't have his best outing, even though the score might have indicated the Padres got their asses kicked, I had repeatedly said yesterday, the score does not indicate the actual vibe and feel of the game. The Padres were in that game the whole way. One inning blew up in their face. Today, it wasn't just one inning that blew up in the Mets' face. It wasn't just... One call. It wasn't whatever you guys want, whatever the Mets fans want to say. It's the Padres went in there and they kicked their ass. They were putting up run. They put up runs in three or four separate innings. They hit timely. They hit with two outs and runners in scoring position. Joe Musgrove went out and tossed seven shutty. One hit. They had to check his ear. That's some, that shit made me so mad. But nonetheless, Joe Musgrove did his thing, went out there. And like I was saying yesterday, there's nobody I want more on the mound than Joe Musgrove in an elimination game to bring one back to Diego for, for a home game. Nonetheless, he goes out there and shows them why we paid him all that money. Yeah, I mean, dude, he was ridiculous tonight. Um, honestly, I feel like I feel like when they went and checked his ear, I feel like I got him a little hyped up, honestly. I mean, you saw – okay, the, I think our thumbnail is the one where he's like this, where he's like like looking and kind of flicking his ear. Mm-hmm. Dude, absolutely hilarious. Um, when we're talking about guys too, not even him. Okay, Grisham. I see people are talking about Grisham a lot. Dude, we had to. We talked about why the why the Padres should start Azarcar over Grisham in the playoffs because Grisham was literally like had like two hits in like thirty games or something like that. And then oh, he just I don't know, bro. Just oh, it's time to completely turn it on because it's it's playoff time. Like okay, if Grisham's gonna do that, that's cool with me. I, I'm I'm fine if he just goes ridiculous in the playoffs. Um. Two bombs, another RBI. Like Grisham was just absurd this series. Um, the catch he had today, especially because you're talking about a lot of these games were like not really like uh, no, they weren't close for the 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 Padres side. But it's like it was one of those things where they they were hanging around, right? And it was only a couple run game when he made that insane catch. Like even though you win by a lot in this one, that if you if you miss that ball. All of a sudden, it kind of turns into something else. So I think anytime that you make a crazy play in the outfield, especially early early on in the game, even if it's a blowout, the game can go can go way different direction. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Grish is Grish was. I love, nice, dude. I love that everyone's saying let's talk about Trent Grisham because that is, you could honestly say Joe Musgrove, but outside of Joe Musgrove, the MVP of this wild card series was Trent Grisham. First game hits a solo shot. Second game hits a solo shot. This game has a few RBIs, a few knocks, and gets on all four times. Has 
an incredible, incredible play out in center field. That is your that is your MVP of uh, of this series. And since we won, I love it. I love it. <laughs> See, I would, but I'm a little. Uh, I'm still a little hungover from the last couple nights. All right, so I, I, I got a big one too. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a. I didn't have a shot glass anymore because they're dirty. So I gotta get a big one. There we go. Dude, what? What? A Let's win, go, man. baby. Hey, are you are you gonna go? Are you going on Friday? I'm gonna try and go on Friday or Saturday. I know some of my friends want to go too, but either way, I really wanna, I really wanna watch it with my friends because I mean, we all know. Like we were talking about the other day. Oh man, the the Padres. We're from we're from the Coachella Valley. Where there's a lot of there's a lot of Dodger fans. Um, I mean, this is this is our biggest series, man. We're we're gonna have so much fun watching this. This is huge. Um, my parents don't have to let me drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's hilarious. I saw, you know, going back to Trent Grisham, I see a lot of questions regarding Trent Grisham. Um, does Trent Grisham lead off, you know, stuff like that with the way Trent Grisham is performing right now. I feel like you kind of got to just leave him in that same spot. I think Jerks and Profar is doing really good out in that leadoff spot. Also, um, another thing is that, I mean, you have to put Grisham in there, but if he didn't play like this, it wasn't a for sure thing he was going to be in there because you're essentially assuming the Dodgers in their first three games are throwing Urias, Anderson, Kershaw. All three are lefties. Trent Grisham, not a very good lefty hitter. So before the series, it wasn't even a for sure thing he was going to be in there. But now that he's balling out, provides you immense value out in center field. And, you know, one of the most absurd things I came across recently was that he was either the first or second best defensive center fielder in the National League. I mean, I expected it, but just from the eye test, it didn't really feel that way. So, I mean, nonetheless, Trent Grisham goes ahead and has himself an amazing series, and he's really showing why he deserves to be the starting center fielder the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think if some of the matchups are bad, maybe you won't see him as much, but you also, like, say that he doesn't hit well against one of the Dodgers starters, right? He might not even start the game, but then whoever comes in in the bullpen, he might come in later on. Um, I think that we'll kind of see that because there will be a little bit of, like, you know, depending on the matchups. Um, I also thought it was hilarious today on the ESPN broadcast when Grisham came up this, the first time. Dude, they were acting like Grisham had hit like 300 with like oh, 40 man, bombs dude. for the year. They were, it, they were, yeah. And I get it because because it was like, okay, he's been so great this series. But I was cracking up when I was listening to that. I was like, Yo, what, what, are you, what are you guys talking about? Like, let's yeah. talk about him right now, how he's been. Because that's like, it, it, I don't know, dude. It, I'm not I'm not like not Grisham or anything. I mean, I'm very, very like ecstatic Exciting. with how he's playing. Um, also, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, something that needs to get talked about is Will Myers played an amazing first base today. A fantastic first base. There, he probably saved a good run or two out in first base by himself. That one that Lindor um, hit down the line that he was able to snag. Fantastic. Was able to get the out. That turns from possibly a run to just the runner getting over to second and one out. Somebody else hit a ball really hard at him. He was able to get in front of it and get the out at first. Amazing, amazing first base by Will Myers today. And that's why it's so important to have an athlete at first base. Not, yeah. not Eric Hosmer. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's very important to have an athlete there. Like someone that can really, that has speed, has a, you know, the stuff that Will Myers does. Cause he showed out today for sure. Yeah. And also not only him, but I was going to bring up, cause he's one of them too. Um, but the, the bottom of the lineup, dude, fantastic. Kim, Kim was clutch. The stolen base was big time too. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim was great in this series. We had, we already talked about Grisham. I mean, Grisham pretty obviously was amazing. But mm-hmm. Nola, dude, Nola had some big time knocks in this series. He was really good. And I know that they showed it at one point. The Padres, the bottom of the order was seven for twenty in the series. Um, I think that actually just went up as the game went on because I believe that there was, I believe there was another hit. There was two more hits from the bottom. So the bottom of the order was ridiculous. Um, Manny Machado also. We haven't even brought up Manny Machado yet. Um, he was super clutch today. Um, and honestly really good in this series. And, and I think that's really good to see because he's labeled as this guy. that's like, Oh, he sucks in the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, he's played 20 games in the playoffs, bro. Like, well now he's played more, but he'd only played 29 games before this season. It's like, that's not a, we're not really going to look at someone's numbers and go, Oh, they're below average. This guy sucks here because he has a 29 game sample size. That's one of the most ridiculous takes there is in baseball. Well, we know how this works. So, you know, that there's ups and downs, but this year Machado's high. And, and we're going to see that. And he can really, he can really care. He can carry this offense. 
But right now, he doesn't have to be the only guy carrying this offense. And that's the part that's super exciting. Um, Josh Bell, also great in this. Dude, okay. The only guy that wasn't really good was was Crone. That was it. Like, everyone else was really good in this series. So, I mean, if you're looking, I, I guess Profar maybe. But I don't think Profar was necessarily bad. No, Profar, he, he hit three. 333, he, has, he had a home run. I think you're yeah. muted, by the way, yeah. Yeah, um, he had a home run that first day. Mm-hmm. And I guess Myers didn't have a hit, but I feel like we just are excited. I mean, Amazing Myers first base, though, you know? Amazing first base. That was and like... He was, he was lacing him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, yeah, he did hit one to the warning track. Yeah, he hit a really solid one to the warning track. And, I mean, I felt like he had some really good at-bats this game. I mean, something that we were preaching all throughout the season. Am I lagging by any chance? No, cool. Something that we were preaching all throughout the season is, damn, each time the Padres are losing, it's this pitcher has pitched seven scoreless and is only like at 80 pitches. That was the biggest thing throughout the regular season. The Padres were not able to get pitchers deep into their counts. Early in the game today, you see Chris Bassett go out of the first with seven pitches. And, you know, maybe the sirens started ringing a little bit. It started to get a little scary. Next inning, the Padres are able to get him to throw 23-plus pitches. After that, the Padres controlled the whole game. And something that Chris Bassett was really trying to establish was that he owned the pace of the game, that the pace of the game was going to be his. And something that I heard the ESPN commentators complaining about, I heard a lot of people complaining about was they keep stepping out of the box. That is one of the smartest things you could do when a pitcher is trying to do what Chris Bassett was doing. That's your at-bat. That is your at-bat. You control the pace of your at-bat. You control the pace of the game. That is the point of – that is how you rattle a pitcher is you get him out of his flow. You get him out of his mojo. You don't let him control the game because at the end of the day, that is your at-bat. You're trying to win. There's no reason – why do they got to keep – why can't they keep calling timeout? There's no. There's nothing saying you can't, and the parties were able to do it. They were able to control the pace effectively. They put up three or four runs. They were able to get them out of the game very early. And they rock Chris Bassett. Yeah, and I like that you bring up that's a, a good way that you can kind of change, like kind of like psych the pitcher out a little bit um, because that is cool to do. That's fine to do. There's not really anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Now, the Mets tried to psych out the pitcher in a little bit of a different way in trying to psych Joe Musgrove out by accusing him of cheating. Um, I want to talk about that, dude, because – We have to. Dude, it was – ridiculous man like i'm seeing all this stuff on twitter people are like check his ears it's proof he has vaseline do you know how stupid of a take that is vaseline if you had vaseline and you're trying to pitch a baseball you're you're good you're gonna have one you're not it's not gonna increase your spin rate it's actually gonna decrease it but that is not that would never be the substance so you just have people kind of just basically talking out of their ass and saying all this stuff and then showalter actually goes and checks him for it Dude, come on. Like, if that's not like a loser move, I don't know what is, bro. You're getting cooked in a playoff game and you can't hit him, so you check him? Come on, dude. Come on. It was just, it was so, so stupid. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's a low move. Very low. You're essentially saying that the pitcher, I felt like that was essentially saying the pitcher's not that good. Like, the pitcher's not good enough to be able to have his RPMs this high, his velocity this high. Dude, he was only throwing 94, but I mean, that's more, that's higher than Joe's average. How about the fact that he was like on how many days rest? A lot? Like six, six days rest, seven days rest? How about finally he's not pitching with the fatigue arm, the thing that's been kind of hindering him the past, his past few starts? Maybe that's a factor. I mean, I don't really get the point of going out there and checking, checking Joe Musgrove. Um, he doesn't really have a history of doing that. Um, but I guess you do some desperate shit when you're losing by four runs. You have one hit. You're really trying to do anything you can to get the pitcher out of his mojo. You're doing. You're trying to get in his head, whatever it is. No matter what, that was a low move. I think that was a very unclassy move. Um, and maybe that's kind of going towards the, oh, you know, baseball doesn't have rules, stuff like that. It's not. That That doesn't really, I mean... There's no reason to check him. He doesn't have a history of doing it. Um, you were just getting beat. It's really that simple. You were just getting beat. So unclassy move by <laughs> a trash organization. 
Yeah, dude, that was that was a little bit of a crazy one. And and Juan says over here, he says it was a dumb move by Buck. Um, felt that that deflated the team, dude. That's what I thought too when they did it. I was like, it kind of is like, that's almost like waving the white flag in a way. Yeah. Like, all right, this is our our last hurrah. But like, it, it was only what was it only a three run? It was only three zero at the time. I think it was only three zero when they did that. Like it wasn't. Maybe it was four. Maybe it was four. I think it was, it was four. four. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Daniel says right here. McCutcheon guaranteed that Joe had red hot in his ears and yeah, yeah. But that's like, but he's saying, but he's saying that basically like he's just has it on his ears to like, not for substance, like just yeah. to put there. I think they showed on ESPN broadcast too. Um, but he was just like, yeah, like this isn't, a, this isn't an issue. This isn't an issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> got some funny comments. <laughs> Um, oh man let us know how you guys are feeling in the comments man i mean me and matt are very very excited very hype i mean there was let let me let us remind you guys there was something that a lot of people were saying is like a few weeks in maybe a few weeks ago it was you want to play the braves you don't want to play the mets you don't want to play the mets you don't want to play the mets we were adamant no bro we want to play the mets the mets are not a very good team. They had looked like frauds for like the past month or two. They didn't look good. Jacob DeGrom didn't look good. Max Scherzer had come off an injury. Chris Bassett hadn't looked amazing. The lineup's not very good. I mean, yeah, the lineup put up better numbers in September than the Padres did, but dude, they got to play who? The A's, the Pirates, just a bunch of bum teams. The Padres had to play the Dodgers nine times. They had a very tough schedule towards the end, so no wonder the Mets were going to put up better Braves and the better numbers than the Padres in September. In August, after the trade deadline, when you're comparing lineup for lineup, the current lineup to the Mets lineup in August, dude, they were almost the same lineup. So, yeah, we wanted to play the Mets because the Braves, not to mention, are coming off a World Series. They're World Series champions with a better team than they had last year. Why would we want to play them? Nonetheless, the Padres go to New York and show, look, the Mets are not better than us. They were never better than us. We beat them in a season series. Without Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Josh Hader, we beat them without him. We went in there and put up seven, 14, 17 runs in three games on them. They dominated. This wasn't. This was not a very competitive series. It was very lopsided. We were the much better team. Yeah, and and you also you felt that I feel like too. Um, like, I mean, right away. Okay, the way the series starts too with Bell hitting the bomb and. You're just kind of immediately getting going. And of course, Grisham, that's so funny still. <laughs> um, but I feel like you you looked at it and like, if you're really watching the game, like you're right. Like there was basically the inning with, okay, Martinez gave up a bomb to Alonso and Morahone blew up. Morahone's our age. All right. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's tough to come in. Like, and he's been very up and down. I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know if I love Morahone pitching in the playoffs. And we also like really like Morahone long-term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of one of those things, like ah. <laughs> but I get it. Like you're already losing, so you got to You got to throw someone and, and end up working out well tonight. Also, yeah. side note: Suarez looked ridiculously good. Um, yeah. Haters back. Uh, I'm not concerned or anything about Martinez. Like, but we talked about this before. The bullpen is is such a huge kind of part of this um, of playoff baseball. Bullpen looked really good, um, but it also helps when your starter goes seven scoreless. Um, mm -hmm. That's also another good thing. Um, we actually kind of saw like, and also within the two games, we saw, we saw two very different pitching performances. You saw Darvish go out there. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Musgrove phenomenal. Right. And then Snell was not good. Snell sucked, but, but you got the two wins. You just, you just needed two of those three guys. So that is, that is really good. Also, if you're going to have the bad game, have the bad game when you're playing like pitching wise, when you're going up against DeGrom, right? Like that's yeah, the way you'd yeah. want to do it. Um, so so I go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. You know, Blake Snell didn't have his best game, but the best thing about baseball, the best thing about the postseason, and the best thing about today is that he hasn't had the chance to go up there and and shove against the Dodgers. Now, mentioning the Dodgers, there's a lot of questions. What is the rotation going to look like? What is Game One going to look like? Clevenger's going Game One, right? I think he will. I okay, so. And we, we got to talk about this. I think that tomorrow we'll have a video out like how the Padres can basically upset the Dodgers. I think there is one way that you can set up the rotation, and I think there is the only correct way to do it. You pitch Darvish on Tuesday with less rest. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, Darvish is that, dude. Darvish is, Darvish is go for that. I'm scared of it, though. Because I you feel go, like – Go for it. Sorry. I, sorry. That's fine. I think you go Darvish, 
You go back to Snell. Snell even pitched that much. So you go back to Snell on Wednesday. You have Musgrove on Friday. And then you go back to Darvish and Snell. And those are you three, and you keep riding them. Because this is a five-game series. We have seen what happens when Clev or Mania pitch against the Dodgers. Uh, we lose. We lose. Agree. You're going to give up game one? Guess I what? Completely agree with you. Or, or I guess is probably going to go game one for the Dodgers. We if if Darvish can just do what Darvish does, it's a lock that Manny hits a home run off him. We've already said this. It, Manny has. I think they played met up three or four times this year. He had he reached base three times in one game, and all the other games he hit a home run. Mike Clevenger starting Tuesday. So uh, I mean, let me let me Why? let me try and let me try and let me try and. Because you know what, Matt? I completely, I agree with you. He doesn't pitch good against the Dodgers. That is what I told my brother is, you know what? This kind of sucks because actually I had probably told more than just my brother why yesterday was so important. I was actually talking to, the, to everyone on the live stream saying why yesterday was so important to win. So that way you can light up Musgrove for game one and then Darvish. But nonetheless, you lose yesterday. So now you're forced to throw Musgrove today, which puts us in a bad situation. But let me, let me explain why this isn't as bad as you may think. Clevenger is really bad come second or third time around the lineup, right? If you can get him to go four or five innings, you have the rest of the bullpen fully healthy. Think about how many how many innings did the bullpen throw? Josh Hader threw one all series. Suarez threw two. Martinez threw two or three. The bullpen is very, very well rested and very healthy. So you can just rely on Clevenger to get through the lineup once or twice, coming off, I think, one or two solid starts in a row, I want to say. Because you, Darvish, as much as I want him on the mound, I look at his numbers and, you know, I can't pinpoint his numbers with with low rest, but they're just not, remember, he's an aged pitcher. He's a veteran pitcher. You want him at his fullest strength, right? Though I could completely see your argument, Matt. Trust me, I see your argument. So for me, it's not really as much about the first game of the series, though I do think that's a factor, but it's more if you let him go in that game, if you go Darvish-Snell, in the first two games. There's a rest day. The Thursdays, you don't play on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You can then throw them the next two games too. That's why I like it. Because it's like, you don't have to worry about not pitching them later in the series. That means Snell can only go one time against the Dodgers. <laughs> That's what that means. I want him to be able to go twice. Because look what this turns it into, right? Clev. So, okay, so if you have, because we are, it, it's a confirmed basically you said. So, yes, Clev on Tuesday, Darvish Wednesday. Musgrove, and then you go. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Snell, Musgrove, whatever way you want to do it, and then only Darvish. So you don't get the opportunity to have them to have one of those two guys to have probably Snell go two times, and that's huge, dude. Like, I I don't think I don't know, dude. That's the part. Like, that's what stresses me out. Is like, and then who will pitch that last game? It'll be Darvish, I guess. So Darvish will go two and five potentially. Yeah. Yes. The other thing is, you you got to take the games early. If yeah, you, you gotta, take game one. Like, I don't know. I I you, I know we, I know it's hard though. That's the thing. It's hard with yeah the yeah. That's the thing is that the wild card series puts a significant disadvantage to your team. Whereas the teams with the buys don't have to. You haven't had to use any of the pitchers. They even have. They haven't even had to play a game. But you got to take one in LA. You can't come to San Diego down 2-0. That will kill us. That will kill your fan base. You come to LA or you come to San Diego back with a one-one tie, we're feeling good. You're coming back home. And who we who do we got in the mound? You will probably. have probably Snell, some sort of Darvish Snell or Musgrove for sure in two of those. Yeah, and I'm assuming that it goes LA to San Diego to LA. Yes. One, right? Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you know sometimes they flip the they go like one 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 at the end. One, two, one, one, you know, something yeah. like that. I'm crazy, yeah. But you, if your guys are on, that are on the mound are Snell, who we've seen, we've seen Snell when he gets completely hyped at games like this, and Musgrove, dude, those are the guys you want on the mound. Like, let Darvish go pitch in LA. Why? Because Darvish is going to be completely unfazed by that. Like, it's not going to affect him. So, I guess, I mean, I, I just have to deal with it, even though I don't like it. But oh man, oh man, it is, it, it is. Hey, at least we're here, right? That's the thing. That's the most important part. And the mm-hmm. lineup is clicking. That's the other thing. I, I like your idea with Cleb about the about uh, him kind of you know not having to pitch a, like deep into the game. If he goes four innings, that'd be that'd be sweet. I mean, if you could go four scoreless innings, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. 
So yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I was I was thinking of it too. I was like, damn, man, I don't want to have I don't want to have Clevenger on the mound. Why Why would we? Why would we? Right? But then you really think about it, and you're thinking, all right, Clevenger is well rested. You really, honestly, you're praying. You're praying that you get vintage Clevenger, a vintage Clevenger performance. Because remember, like, I think there was one or two starts in 2020 where. It's not the same lineup. It's a very similar lineup, though. He looked really good against the Dodgers. And, I mean, now they got Freddie Freeman. Now they got Trey Turner. But I really feel like as long as you can get four from Clev, have the. I mean, you're going to have to have all hands on deck out of the bullpen for sure. But you should feel comfortable. I mean, who? I'm estimating Julio Urias was going to go that day. Manny and, should go yard. <laughs> and I and I said, yeah, I said Manny goes yard too. But another thing about that is the the Padres as a team do not hit Urias well. No, so that's the other kind of part. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of like immediately putting yourself into a hole. And I feel like that's what it does. That's the only thing. But it's not the worst thing. It, it's definitely not. Um, I saw some stuff here. Okay. Are you surprised they had Soto a bunt today? Dude, when he dropped down the bunt, I was like, once I was bunting, and yeah, then it worked yeah. out perfectly. So you're like, yeah, oh, it yeah. did. Uh, honestly, you know, I want to say that was his decision. You think so? Yeah, I mean, why would why would they have him bunt? You know, why would they voluntarily have him bunt in a game where they feel like they could blow it open? Um, yeah, I do feel like Juan Soto knows he's in a position where you know I'm not hitting my best, but I want to put my team in the best position to win. And I think if I drop one right here and advance the runner and get Manny up, then we're gonna put our I'll, I'll put my our team in a better position to win. So he did that nonetheless. I truly feel like that was a player's decision rather than a managerial decision. Um, how many managers are going to have one of the greatest hitters of all time? But yeah, that's why I was surprised. And also, yeah, yeah. he almost got a hit on it too. That's yeah. the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I thought that was a, that was an interesting move because um, one of my buddies texted me right away and he's like, "So really, just bunt." And then I wrote back, hey, it worked. <laughs> See, that's the thing is that, you know, nobody expected it. And I'm glad he he did that, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was good. I'm trying to see some other comments here. Hey, ask any questions you guys have or any guys that you want us to talk about. Uh, I see someone brought up Cronenworth. Yeah, Cron had a terrible series at the plate, but I don't know. Cron has been struggling a lot lately, but def- he, I don't think I don't think you're going to take him out of playing second. Nope. Because he's really good defensively. You'd rather have a sure-handed guy there. It only oh. takes one, guys. It only takes one hit. It only takes one hit to get out of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And especially with Chrome, because he's very like, oh, he's hot. Like, he's on. Yes. Um, maybe you only just push him one... down the lineup. What's up? Yeah, maybe move him down the lineup. lineup. Yeah. yeah, especially against a lefty, you might want to move him down. I mean, possibly three straight lefties. But, I mean, remember, one home run got Grish out of it. He was able to – you really only need one or two guys to get really hot in a given series. One or two guys to get really hot in a given series – and you put yourself in a solid position to win. Um, hopefully Trent Grisham keeps it up. Hopefully Crone wakes up. But I think that this Padres team has what it takes to be able to go and knock off the Dodgers. I mean, you look at this past series and they put up they put up a fight. Other than that last game, they put up a fight. So you just got to get Darvish, Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove up there, man. You got to get them up there. You got to give them all a chance to go up there and pitch. I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, what got into Grish? I don't know, but he's got to keep doing this. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> Grish has those really weird stints of, damn, this dude's a baller, you know? Like, like, damn, this guy can be an all-star. This is the guy we saw in 2020. Like, he has those really weird stints. He had one right now, and hopefully he's able to keep that up. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Okay, what do you think about how, how uh, they'll play Drury, Bell, Myers, that combo? Like Bell depending on keep, who's pitching. Bell, Bell's gonna Bell's gonna keep being in there. Bell's gonna yeah. keep being in there because of his switch hitting ability. He's gonna be a righty at the plate. It's gonna be beneficial for the Padres. <sighs> it is very, very difficult to sit both Will Myers and Brandon Jury, considering they're both righties at the plate. You gotta figure out a way to maybe not have maybe you don't have them both in at the same time, but you gotta play the hot hand. The hot hand right now, I will say, is Will Myers. It's so funny because today. Today he went over four, but like if you're watching, you're like, oh, but he is making extremely hard contact. Exactly. That's the difference. Good at bats, hard contact, great first base, great defensive performance. Like he's he's playing great right now. How can yeah? Uh, it's really hard to sit Drury, who can really you know he can put a game away or he can give you the lead. He has that power. You need to figure something out though, and 
this is a good position for for the Padres to be in. It's not like, damn, these guys suck. Which one are we going to play? It's like, damn, these guys are both doing really well. Who are we yeah. going to play? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm a. I have, a, I have a fat headache today from the last couple of days <laughs> at the game. <laughs> That's funny. Um, dude, I will say it was super fun to go. And it was also hilarious because this same thing happened tonight on Friday mm-hmm. when uh, <laughs> when the Padres got to the big lead, the stadium was rocking in the first inning, right? Yeah. When Grisham hit the home run in the second on Friday, crickets. It was almost silent. And that was after they were like yelling Darvish and stuff. They didn't score. The same thing happened tonight, which I thought was hilarious. And then they're bringing up the attendance numbers. Yo, how is the city not sold out on a playoff game? You're, in an elimination game. In an elimination game in New York. The it's a lock that, that, that Petco sold out every single game. 100%. It is a lock. And you know what? It's very shameful that that, that – Everyone counted us out. That fan base thought they had it in the bag. And when they when they lost even a little grip of it, they weren't there anymore. Yeah. So That's let me cool. tell you, I, I truly – I like some players on the Mets. I like Scherzer. I like Lindor. I like Marte. But for the most part, I do not like the Mets. So this was beautiful to be able to beat them. I, 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 I'm indifferent about DeGrom. Everyone loves DeGrom. I feel indifferent about DeGrom. I don't hate him. I don't love him. But I don't know. I feel indifferent about him, but I, I despise Pete Alonzo. Yeah, I, I despise like Pete. Pete. I, I hate Pete. He's so corny. corny. Only, oh, dude, we got oh we gotta we gotta post the uh hi, this is Pete Alonzo and your team just hey, lost this. And you just Diego lost to San Diego Padres. Yeah. <laughs> he is he's I think he is the most overrated player. One of the most overrated players in baseball. If if he was playing in Kansas City, this dude would just be like Yonder Alonzo, something like that, you know, he wouldn't be talked about very highly because I, I truly hey, he's think he's pretty good, bro. He's pretty good. I don't like him, man. I don't think he's that good. <laughs> okay, let's see. I want to see his number. He has some power number. He hits for power, you know. I will get yeah. him. He he's also power. he's also a terrible first baseman. Yeah, he's a first baseman. Like what outside of hitting bombs, what do you provide? Okay, last oh dude. Okay, he's hit a lot of home runs though. Like yeah, he hits home runs. Yeah, he has a lot of power. Yeah, no, I don't really like him either. <laughs> yeah, I hate him. Um, the, yeah, people are talking about DeGrom. Hey, so someone said, okay, someone, uh, oh, wait, where, what was it? Uh, Anna said, will AJ go uh, bananas for left fielder? I was thinking about this. Depending on the Padres playoff run, obviously now is a huge, huge start. But when, when we, when Peco's rocking this weekend, like, when we see all that, I wonder if it'll get, uh, if we'll get excited to kind of be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go all in, all in. The next couple of years, and I was thinking because yeah, we're talking about the Mets, I'm not gonna get too into the offseason. I don't want to look ahead like that. But wouldn't it be hilarious if we snagged the ground from the Mets? That would be amazing. That would be like as a I would probably have to buy a Degrom jersey out here, <laughs> a Degrom Padres jersey. That that would be a that'd be awesome. But I don't know, dude. I I think that that's like one of those things where like every like you see how hyped like the franchise is right now. Like you see how good this team is. And even when you don't have like, even when you don't have Fernando, even like when it's like, okay, maybe like some of these guys kind of were below expectations. We're already seeing what the, what the trade deadline meant. I was talking to some Mets fans at a bar last night before I went in and we were talking about, they were like, look, this is my thought. This this is what this guy said. He goes, this is my thought. We have two different teams right now. We have a team that went all in at the deadline and we have the team that did nothing. That was their take on it. And I was like, I never thought about it like that. But he was basically saying, like, dude, we wanted the Mets to go make moves at the deadline, and they didn't. The Padres did that, and we're we're seeing Bell's dude. Bell's been great in the playoffs. Yes, he has. Like, and you see how it helps other guys. You see that the bottom of the order is hitting so much better. Why? Because, dude, look at the top of the lineup. You got you got Machado, Bell, and Soto hitting you know two through four. Not that order, obviously, but hitting two through four. That is disgusting. That is a disgusting core at the top. And when you do that, then you get guys like Austin Nola getting a couple base knocks that are super clutch and Trent Grisham going God mode. Um, but it, like the lineup is so much better because of the deadline stuff. So I, I, I really hope that, you know, of course I hope the Padres win, but I think that I don't think that we realize how big of a deal them having a deep playoff run could potentially be for future years and like for the whole like state of the franchise. Because I think that there is a world where owner Seidler and ownership look at it and go, 
fuck it, man. Like, let's go way over the cap. Let's go 50 mil over the cap. Let's do it. Like, let's go get these guys. Let's bring it. Like, let's bring everyone back. Like, we're gonna we gotta win these next few years. And I, I think it's worth it for them. And I, I I would love to see that. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about this one. This is a huge series one. An extra an extra incentive to these wins in each game that you play is Fernando comes back sooner and sooner. Sooner and sooner. Each game you play is a game towards Fernando. And maybe there's some hard feelings towards Fernando. Maybe there's some immaturity there. We just kind of have to hope that he uh, he grows up a little bit. Um, Juan, good to hear from you, man. I hope Profar doesn't opt out. I feel like he loves Preller a lot. So hopefully that kind of influences his decision. Um, I want him to remain a Padre. I think even if he doesn't post the best numbers, I think he's super fun to watch. I think he's electric. Um when he's when he's not slumping, like when he's actually hot at the plate, I think he's a very very fun player to watch. Um, but I mean, let's go to this Dodgers. We talked about this Dodger series already, so we just want to wrap up. You know, we'll wrap probably wrap up in a little bit. But overall, what were your biggest takeaways from this Mets series? Let's go three takeaways. Not even three takeaways. Let's go three pros, three cons that you take away from this series going into the next series. That goes for everybody, even in the comments. Okay, so three pros and three cons, uh, cons from the only the Mets series, right? Yes. Okay, so I think three pros. First pro is once you get to the playoffs, everything else is in the past and doesn't matter. And we see that from guys at the bottom of the lineup that have been struggling. We've seen it from guys that were actually like slumping hard, and then all of a sudden it's like it's different. It's just completely different. It's like very like in the moment. So it doesn't, you don't worry about any of that shit anymore like that. And I think that's a very positive thing. Cause I think you can see like some frustration sometimes from the Padres lineup this year. Didn't see that at all. Um, second takeaway. I want Darvish pitching as many games as possible in the playoffs. That dude, he has, he has the it factor. He has the dog in him. He has all that. Like he's got <laughs> that. He's got that, uh, that, that winning DNA. And also for anyone that looks at it and goes, Oh, Darvish has been bad in the playoffs. Go take away one, one uh, World Series start where where the team knew what he was throwing and basically didn't swing at like any of his off speed stuff, um, and knew when he was throwing fastballs. And you take that away, then he's actually really good in the playoffs. Believe it or not, um, when he allowed like eight runs in two innings or whatever it was. So, I mean, Darvish is a huge pro, and I think the other thing is that another takeaway is, and we've kind of started to see this a little bit in the regular in the regular season as well. But this is a big one for me is. I did not understand the importance of lineup protection. Like you, Isaac, you definitely, oh, you definitely yeah, knew it. Like I, I a lot. know it. Yeah, I know it. And you've kind of been explaining that to me of like, okay, that's kind of how it works, but you can see it. You can feel it. Um, and when you have these guys that are just ridiculous hitters, no matter if they're playing well, if they're not playing well, but you add a soda to the lineup that makes the bottom of your lineup that much better. And we saw that with a lot of guys. Dude, Nola since the trade deadline has been great. Why? Because it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not like worried about like I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of good pitches. I'm seeing a lot of pitches in the zone. I have to, they have to attack me. Um, so I think that's my other takeaway. And and the Padres have a, a very deep lineup now, uh, yeah. more, much more deep than it was earlier on in the year where we had a, we had a lot of big concerns about that. So yeah. that was that would be the third one. I would say cons. I'm I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like super worried, but Blake Snow was really sus. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, another guy that was really sus too that I hate. Oh God, I hate seeing it. Yeah, it, I think it pains me. Him and Crone would be the two cons oh. of the of the series. Hey. But the thing is that they can just flip a switch too. That's the thing. Like, and, and that's what I was just bringing up. That was my first takeaway. You can just kind of it's whatever it is, but you're kind of just in the moment. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of another con. This is a very positive series. I don't really know if I have of anything course, else. Of course. Um. I don't know. Con is the Mets organization. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no idea. Shitty. Shitty. I still yeah, can't believe that people said he had Vaseline on his ears. <laughs> that's crazy, right? And so, you know, going over the pros, outside of Blake Snell, our horses looked fantastic. Our horses were able to give us seven innings of amazing, amazing pitching. Some of the best pitching I've seen from a Padres, from a Padres rotation in my life. Um, so that was really, really great to see out of them. Um, another pro that's getting talked about a lot right now is Trent Grisham. Um, as, as a show, as a unit, as us three, I feel like I don't hate Trent Grisham. I don't like him. Maybe I like him the most, but that's just cause like 
I know he has the ability to do this. Granted, he doesn't do it very often, <laughs> but he's doing it right now. Um, so a pro for me regarding Trent Gershon would be he's playing gold glove defense and he's putting it together at the plate. Maybe not in terms of hitting for average, but I mean, you look at it, he got on four times in a row. He's hitting for power. So really good series for Trent Grisham. And then another pro was the bullpen is super, super fresh going into next series. The bullpen barely had to be used. So um, that's another pro going into next series for sure. There's a lot of pros. You could talk about, you know, the power that was displayed throughout the lineup and one that I didn't even get to bring up that, you know, for everyone who listens continuously, I preach this all the time. The patience at the plate displayed by the Padres this series, amazing. Like I said earlier, when after that first inning, you might have been shitting yourself a little bit because Bassett only had seven pitches through the first inning. After that, they got him out in three or four in, in four innings. After four, he was out of the game. Same, I mean, Scherzer got him out very early. The Padres were taking advantage of, I'm going to have to plug in my charger, um, taking advantage of advent, the advantageous spots they were put in with runners in scoring position, the counts that they were put in, they were controlling the pace of the game at the plate, and I thought the offense as a whole looked fantastic. Let me plug in my charger before I go over the cons because 5%, that's pretty scary. Um, <laughs> let me... I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of good, uh, good pros and cons in here too. Um, yeah, con yeah. <laughs> missing Hosmer's playoff leadership. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, pro more games off that. Tatis's suspension. Um, what else we got? Oh, con Chrome went cold, um, but he did move Bell over to second. Uh, please don't get into. Another big slump, especially Christian Machado. I mean, Machado's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I know he has, doesn't have a super high average or whatever, but he had a home run. He had an RBI. He had three RBIs in the series, a home run, yeah. and he had a multi-hit game tonight. And one of them, it was a double that got guys on second and third. So, like, yeah. very, very good good spot. Um, so, yeah, um, I plugged my charger in. I'm ready to go over the cons. Yeah, yeah. Um, one big con was – you know, I hate to talk about it, man. Cronenworth did not look good at the plate. And I will say, I think he will be okay. I think, I mean, we go back to last season. He had one or two really good Dodger series. You only need one at-bat to go out there and and really turn it around. The way Trent Grisham showed, too. He only needed one at-bat to finally get his mojo back. The thing with Jay Cronenworth is, you guys know that when, when I feel like someone's going to break out, I look at it like this. How have their at-bats been? How good do their at-bats look? Are they having competitive at-bats? I don't think Jake Cronenworth had many competitive at-bats. You look at one of these at-bats, and he went down on three or four pitches, all in the zone. I didn't think he had really competitive at-bats. Like I said, I'm not scared. I love Jake Cronenworth, but that is an area of concern where now he's got to face three lefties against a, a, you know, a pitching staff. I feel like he hasn't had much success against this season. Um, but hopefully he's able to come back against his Dodgers team. Um, another con you had to go to game three and you had to use Joe Musgrove in game three. That is a big con. That is the biggest con of them all because rather than, you know, winning game two and having Joe Musgrove lined up for game one and then Darvish Snell, you know, whatever rotation that you had. Now you had to use Joe Musgrove in a do or die game. And now you got to start Mike Clevenger on, on uh, Tuesday. And Mike Clevenger hasn't had much success against that lineup. So that is a big con. Um, man, what's another one? I think that's a good one, too. I think it's a yeah. really good one. Yeah, 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 definitely. That is that is a big con. I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, the way I think of it every series, the way I think of it every elimination game, you got to do what you got to do to give yourself a chance to win the next game. Even if it's yeah. use your best guys and, you know, be thin on something yeah. tomorrow. You you're staying alive. You're staying exactly. alive. You have to stay alive. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you have a pulse, you have a chance. So yep. um Padres did what they had to do today, win the ball game, go to New York, win on the road in one of the biggest media markets, despite being the probably the biggest underdog out maybe outside of the Phillies. Maybe even teams had the Phillies more so than the Padres, but quite possibly the biggest, biggest underdog throughout the whole wild card series. Where every single team took the Met, every single analyst took the Met. The Mets were taking the Mets, bro. 
The Mets had the Dodgers already locked up in their schedule, thinking, oh, we're going to L.A. next week. They're going to be on their couches next week. And they're, and they're losing a lot of guys, too. They're losing guys. That, that, <clears throat> that felt good. That felt oh, great. It was amazing. And I didn't hate the Mets up until this series. I hate the Mets now. Um, they went and got Scherzer. They thought they had it all with the ground. They, they really thought that they were going to kick our ass. And this, and keep in mind for anyone who didn't see the comment a few days ago, I was called, I, I was told I had a clown take for saying that the Padres match up nicely with the Mets and that they match up in terms of power. At least I said I was I, I was told I had a clown take by a Mets fan. <laughs> the Mets put up one zero. And what, two like, losses, they put they, up one they, run. They put up one run, had one hit today. That's the offense that's so much better than the Padres. Dude, also that made no sense too because the people are like, well, yeah, like if you look at the Padres season numbers, why would we be looking at Padres season hitting numbers? That does that does not make any sense. Oh, we're gonna just look at this team when they didn't have half of their lineup. Why? Why would we do that? That doesn't make any sense. So, I, I think that's also part of it, where it's like uh, you can't really just look at the the metrics and be like, oh, well, this team is better because they their overall offense is ranked you know three spots higher, whatever it is. It's like you can't deal with the Padres' offense now. If you're looking at the Padres' pitching, of course, because they haven't had any really any changes outside of getting Hater and. I mean, I guess Hater hurts the numbers, but like, um, <laughs> but Hater looks fine. Hater looks really good. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I didn't, I never understood that. It's like, do you guys forget what happened at the deadline? Like, this isn't the same team that for the first, what, 100 games or so, 110 games or whatever it is before the deadline. Yeah. So I don't know. I always thought that was a little bit strange that that's what a lot of people will say. Um, yeah, I see yeah. Marcus says, to be honest, I don't really think they were underdogs. As someone who's a Yankees fan who lives in New York, Mets fan around me, we're scared of the Padres. Okay, that's good. Maybe it's just like media perception. Yeah, it was a media thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is it was a media thing. And at the end of the day, all that matters is that the Padres know they can win. Us fans know they can win. And they went in there. They won, took a three-game series on the road. And honestly, what I thought was one of the scarier environments in terms of playoff baseball, uh, Matt, you were actually there. Uh, I can't imagine how, maybe not scared of the fans, but like how energetic those Mets fans can get when you know things go their way because they can. It's, they they sounded really loud and really crazy. Um, they, they, okay, so the people I was sitting by, they were all cool. Like I had talked to some people before the game, and like we're getting drinks with the guys. But um, I like the people that were in like the section. I sat in both the. I sat in the third deck in the outfield, then like the like the front of the outfield, which was that was sick. That was my spot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people around me were super cool. And they were like, they were also like, they they thought that like they didn't realize that we lived in San Diego. So we we're like, oh no, like, yeah, we live in San Diego, like of course. Like, or like we're from you know Southern California, whatever it is. Like, and they're like, Oh, okay. All right, that's pretty sick that you guys are out here. <laughs> um, because yeah, like- the people I people that I were with were from San Diego. Um, so uh, I don't know, it, it was pretty cool though um but yeah yeah um you got anything else i was gonna say do you see this what scherzer said is that actually what he said felt like a kick in the balls if i if if he did that's hilarious let me see i did just yeah a kick in the balls yeah damn right (laughs) good take it yeah dude um smash a like button um i'm right niners won too yeah the niners won they got a game up on everyone else Isaac, your Chargers won. Good, good Chargers football won, day baby. as well. Good football. Well, not right. fantasy-wise. I hate fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I hate fantasy. Go Padres. The Padres are looking, to, looking at one of the biggest series in Padres history. Yeah. In what you may, what some may call a rivalry, some may not. But it's going to be hype. But going into this series, this is a rivalry. One hundred percent. This is a rivalry, and if you refuse to say otherwise, whatever. But the Padres are going in there knowing this team kicked our ass throughout the season. But this is a new. This is a new season. We're in the postseason now. Anything could happen. That's all in the past. We just came off a series where we just beat a hundred win team. Quite frankly, this hundred team win that this hundred win team that we just beat, I believe, beat the Dodgers. Yeah. They, they the won season. the majority of the games. Yeah. Yeah, they won a majority of the games. 
telling you guys, this team's this team might be a little different than the one in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, and it's also, I mean, that's the thing is like most of the time they were different players. A lot of the the worst pit- pitchers were lined up. So I don't like how they lined it up. This it's all right. I I'm getting over it. But I said this before. This happens every single year. There'll be a team that gets smoked by a team in their division throughout the whole season. And that's what happened with the Padres and the Dodgers. And then they go in and then the playoffs, they meet up with them and they beat them. We see this every single year in sports. At least this probably happens maybe every other year in every sport where that happens, where the one team that is always like losing to that division opponent, like ends up pulling it off. So I've been saying that for a while. So um, yeah, that's all I got. I think. How many? Sir, go Padres, baby. Go Padres. Let's go. We're going to LA on Tuesday. Everyone show, show massive support, man. I mean, like I I was telling everyone on, on uh, what was it yesterday, Matt? I mean, granted I was a little buzzed and, and uh, you know, don't go into the series negative. I would say don't go into the series negative because you don't know how many more games the Padres have. So throughout the rest of the way, be positive, be excited that, you know, yeah. you're getting some, some great postseason baseball from this Padres team. They're doing things that, that honestly I didn't expect them to do losing Fernando to not only a motorcycle accident, but to steroids, you know, you had a very, very dramatic season, a very dramatic season. Bob Melvin, you know, got sick, um, you know, a very dramatic season. Nonetheless, the parties were able to show some adversity and get get this far. So be happy that they're here and be excited that they have more baseball. We have more postseason baseball coming our way because honestly, what is what does any negativity the rest of the way do for us? Uh, it doesn't do anything. All right, guys, I'm gonna go watch Justin Tucker hit a hit a game winner right now. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, see you guys. And tomorrow we'll have a video about uh, like just kind of like previewing this Dodger series, and then we'll be doing we'll be going live after every single game. So. Hopefully, hopefully do this. Hopefully do this into into November, right? That's the, that's the goal. So I'm skipping the um, gym for this, man. You what? I'm skipping the gym like this whole week. <laughs> if I can do this, shouldn't watch. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good night and go Padres.